You're listening to Comedy Central. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. It's you up with Nikki Glazer, the podcast edition. Listen, we do a whole show every week for eight hours a week, two hours every morning, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM Channel 95. You can listen by going to SiriusXM.com slash laugh now to sign up for a Sirius uh, XM subscription. It's not as expensive as you think. I really implore you to look into it because you will get so much entertainment plus our show. It's just it's uh, it's a great gift to give someone too. Um, and I know you want more than just this podcast, even though we, we pick some of the best clips to show you through this podcast, which Every day on the show, I am joined by Tom Takar. What's up, Tom? That's right. It's me, the cum dog millionaire. And uh, That's wow, him. we had a we had a great week this week on it, man. Yeah, I mean, you you're gonna listen to just snippets of these episodes, but I really I think you got to go download the whole ones. You can find each of these episodes plus uh, loads of other ones on the SiriusXM app, which is just newly redone. It's super easy and fun to use, and all of our full episodes are on there. Um, the most recent ones, so you can always listen to our episodes, the most recent ones on demand. Uh, definitely the ones you're about to hear today. So if if you like one of these clips, go listen to the full episode on demand. Let's just get right to it. Uh, Andrew Collin and, and Mike Kaplan are also joining us for this podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Just bringing it. I mean, I didn't set you guys up for really anything else. <laughs> Confirmed. Well, we cover a lot of great things this week. It was a, a week about talking about our emotions, and we're going to start off strong. I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to have this um, this discussion shared with people, but I'm glad I shared it because it was one of my most petty moments uh, recently. Um, I was at a show in St. Louis um, over this past weekend. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, performing with his band Ludo in St. Louis at the pageant, which is this huge uh, music hall. And I saw a poster for a female comedian who had just been there. And I found out that she sold out two shows and it really sent me down a spiral that I wasn't proud of. Um, so this is talking about jealousy. It's talking about comparing yourself to others. And uh, we really get into it. We are joined in studio on this clip by Carmen Lynch and Chris Gethard, two of my favorite guests on the show. You're really going to love it. Check it out. We we do have to often ask ourselves that because we just get it in our head what success is. I think we all don't we all relate to that of like well, you get something and you go, I don't even thing. like this. Yeah, yeah. Comparing yourself, how do we stop doing it, Chris? How do have you stopped comparing yourself? By Can and you large, stop? Yeah. How? By doing stuff that very few people care about, but the ones who do care about it are very passionate about it. You yeah. know, I don't have the most fans, but I think I have some of the best fans. Yes. And I've just constantly doubled down on doing stuff that I think is like a little smaller and a little bit more reflective of who I am. And a lot of times I found that when you get to platforms that are very big that represent a big success it also means that your stuff gets taken away from you and taken away from your voice and i think i've just been very very willing to get up and walk away from the table in those situations and that helps me not compare myself you know it's so hard i fell into a spiral this weekend i was um 
I went to, I was back in St. Louis to see my ex-boyfriend's brother's band reunite. They sold out this. Why? Why? That's such a tenuous. I know. Because we're like getting back together. We've been off and on for like six years. It's But, um, and his brother is one of my best friends and his brother was in this band Ludo, which is insane. a huge band. Yeah. Uh, and they they broke up like six years ago for other for weird reasons, and then they reunited and they sold out the pageant in St. Louis, which is like they sold. I think it's like a fifteen hundred seater. It looked huge. They sold two sold out two shows back to back. And I went there, and I'm backstage in my hometown in St. Louis, and this is the place that I would like to play if I really made it. Like, if I sold out the pageant, that would be amazing. And I see a girl comedian's name on, like, past people that have been there in the past week. And I'm like, how did she do? Just wanting her to have not done well. Mm-hmm. Gonna be honest. Yeah. I'm asking people backstage, like, how'd she do? And they're like, she sold out two shows. And I'm with people who have just sold out two shows. I know the ticket price of her show. I know the ticket price of their show. I know how much money they made. I know how much money she made. And I, it almost ruined my night. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't sell out this venue in my own hometown. And this girl who's not even from here uh-huh. has sold out two shows. And I, she's someone I compare myself to all the time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be happy for her. Yeah. I just, it it sent me into a spiral that I couldn't, I, I was depressed. Yeah. The rest of the night. And... Why? She has nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her selling that place out doesn't mean that they're not going to come. If anything, it means that they will come see me because they like female comedians. Yes. I'll also say this too, and this is going to sound harsh, but I don't mean it to, but it's like if she hadn't sold out, it doesn't mean you would have. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It has nothing. It's not like they were going to buy one ticket that year and they went with her. (laughs) That's the thing. Is like I think that's the patriarchy, though, is that they give one spot to women, and so we're constantly. Like put against each other, and we think that if she does, then there, then I don't get it. I didn't look at a man's name on that stupid list and right. compare myself to it. It's like a default. It's like a place we go to, and we have to get ourselves out of there because it's, we just go there. But how do we get out of it? How I I was so mad at myself because I couldn't even have I, for a good thirty minutes. I was depressed and it was all about me and like why why can't I do that and it's like I first of all I haven't even tried mm-hmm. yeah and, that's true yeah that's not been a thing you've per, like pursued even right yeah and they're like yeah. we'd love to have you and I was like I refuse to come back here unless I can sell out two shows and do as well as she did I refuse and then it's like why yeah yeah and if there's but if they're saying they'd love to have you that's also they're probably expressing some confidence that you mm-hmm. can do that and they why were would they mad say- at me at that response they were like okay well we just you said, said we that want out you loud. For one show. You didn't I even keep it, that internalized. No, I said it out loud. Wow. I was bold. not bold or crazy. I just <laughs> ate shit in St. Louis. I sold no tickets in St. Louis. I it's I I have sold no tickets in St. Louis too, and you and that's that's the pressure of going back home. But like, I just was really sad at myself because I fight against that so much of uh, competing against other women, namely, but just being competitive in general. It made me like really. It really, really made me mad at myself because I feel like I'm better than that and mm-hmm. I want to be better than that. And that doesn't make me a better comedian to just get mad about another comedian's right. success. It's, it's so it's so hard to put all that together in the moment, but it's the fact that you have those thoughts later, it's in progress. I hated the, how it made me sad. But, you know, so, what do you do to get out of it? Have you had the moments like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you just don't have them anymore? Well... <laughs> 
No, not Do you find yourself ever going down there's, that spiral of well, seeing it, someone kill or hearing that someone killed or hearing someone get something that you would have wanted? There's certainly times, I will say this, like we all do, there are certainly times where, how do you say it delicately? I mean, you don't. There's certainly times where you see people where you're like, that person's not that good. Yes. And that's a different thing to me because you're like, this is, this is, they're hoodwinking the audience. It's snake oil and that's bad for all of us. If they go and see some show where it's like, oh, they went in on the hype and the person's not that good, that means they don't buy tickets for comedy. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that is scary. The dangerous part is when it's someone who I don't have anything against or it's even a friend of mine. That's when it gets really insidious. You know, when it's like, oh, this is a person I'll sit down, ask them how they're doing, mean it, care about their answers. I know that when they ask me, they mean it too. And then when they go and do well, I'm going to be like, "Ah, screw them. You know what I mean? Like that's when it becomes really insidious. Um, And I have managed to avoid that. And I think a lot of it is just because I can say so honestly that most of the situations in my life that were traditional success did nothing but add stress or unhappiness. And there's been a lot of situations where I've landed, I've landed in, in, in circumstances that very much by other people's definitions were failure and they made me happy so I've just kind of learned to say who cares I think uh, like you said I think for you you have to deal with a patriarchy driven version of it but for me I think even in a broad sense for a lot of us it's sort of like I think culture and society just trains you to want to like feel like you have to stay in your lane, you know, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of stay in your fucking cubicle. Am I allowed to curse? Sorry. About yes, that. Yeah. yes, of course. But it's like stay in your fucking cubicle. I always felt like somewhere people were like, you know, you're meant to be seen and not heard. Like I don't come from a family of artists or a neighborhood of artists. I constantly felt like it was like, oh, you think you're better than us? Like wanting to go do that. Like that was always the vibe. And I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And I feel like. I do. I've done a lot of things that are sort of like smaller for very few people, and they make me immensely happy. And then I've been in big movies or performed in front of thousands of people, where I'm like, that was totally fine. Who cares? Or it just makes me a little glum. So, I think a lot of how I manage to avoid worrying about other people's stuff is remembering that it has literally no effect on mine. It just doesn't. You know? It doesn't. And when I see other people get jealous of other people, I get mad at them. But it's really me getting mad at myself about being jealous. Like, I just, it's one, it's, I've never gotten anything from being jealous. Not one time. I don't think it's made me work harder. I don't think it's made me work better. It has only made me. It's like what I was talking about last week. I lost my purse, and I just had it. I was just kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. I'll I'll either find it or I won't, but there's nothing I can do right now. As opposed to when you idiot, why'd you lose your purse? Like, you're such a stupid bitch, like, which yeah. is what I, what I would usually do, which is yeah. never mm-hmm. helped anyone find yeah, anything yeah. is calling themselves a stupid bitch. But that's what I feel like I do when I get jealous of people. I got it. Social media, too. I mean, do do you avoid that now? It's it's a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare. It's a nightmare. It went from a thing that connects us all that was really beautiful and exciting to a thing that only brings out the most inhuman sides of people. Yeah. Sad. I I think it's, we've obviously been saying this for years now about how it's, we all got to get off it and it makes us compare ourselves. Yeah. But it has reached a point where it's... It makes me depressed. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. I you have, see yeah. a post where you're like, "Oh, that just ruined my day," and I don't even care. Like if I this, the world is the exact same whether I see this post or not. But yeah. because I like looked at it and like ate those feelings, now I'm just gonna be thinking about that. Yeah, I hate it. Well, I posted that video of my dad and mom singing um, last night, and Mark Norman said I. His comment was like, I, I look at your parents and wish I had that relationship with mine. And I was like, 
you only see what I post. That's the thing. You we don't all, see the I bad. I love when people mm. do, do those posts where they're like, you know what? It's only fair because I post the good things. Here's something I failed at. Somebody did that the other day. And I was like, I love that. And it's I wish just more like a girl where that. she has a tear streaming down her face because she looks hot. She's like, there are bad nights, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know you look pretty in this. That was me being my worst self. But listen, I'm glad I put it out there. I hope you can relate. And um, I don't relate to the person that felt that way. I actually have taken that anger and spun it into something positive where it's motivated me to... Um, to reach for those goals of being able to sell out that room someday. That's great. Do you, Andrew, Mike, do, uh, Tom, do you guys struggle with uh, comparing yourselves to others? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm uh, the best, and uh, <laughs> so comparing myself to others, I feel bad for everyone. I do. Yes, definitely. I, yes. I think I used to. I remember listening to your podcast years ago, Nikki. Like I would listen uh, when you had your show with Sarah, and like sometimes yeah. I feel like, and for other like Pete Holmes's podcast, not the beginning whenever or whenever people would be like we're, here's where we're going to be we're going to be at this club and that club and this city and that city and I'm like so I've been to some of those cities I, I, I'd like to go back I'd love yeah. to definitely so I'm like I got to fast forward through this <laughs> and I would do the same thing yeah and we just, were talking about Earwolf earlier and I heard that you have to have like 50,000 listeners minimum to get on there and immediately I was like Oh, I can't believe some of these people have that many like uh, yeah, yeah it's so hard not to get a little you know compare Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yep. Especially when people have millions of followers and you have, like, you know, I'm doing pretty well with, like, 200,000 on, you know, mm-hmm. both platforms. And I'm like, that's an accomplishment. But then you look at someone with millions and you go, I am so far from that. Yeah. It's not an accomplishment at all. But then guess what? It still is. And I'm going to sure. take it and I'm going to run with it. Andrew, what were you going to say? No, I just find myself I catching myself in that jealousy and stopping it. As fast as possible because it could How build. Do you do it that? could build. I, I don't know. I just I, I I'm aware of it now. Go to sleep. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do that a lot too. Yeah. I'll take naps you, to, you get, to just them, get out of it. You block them. You mute them. You you unfriend them. You throw your phone in yes, the water. You, you, know. you can block people. It's so easy. You can, you can fast forward good. through things. <laughs> yeah. Yes, muting people is so important. <laughs> mute everybody who has more followers yes. than you. It's so and easy. Then you're the king of the internet yeah. or the queen. And I honestly don't think that that's a bad idea. It might not be. I said it as a but it could be it could be good I'll also add uh, sometimes like when I get into this jealous mindset I think about like the Buddha or Jesus and I'm like they didn't have any followers on Instagram so I'm better than them yeah I bet Uh, Jesus was jealous of the Buddha though (laughs) they were comparing each other shit that's fair yeah (laughs) and then the Buddha was jealous of Jesus's hot bod Um, (laughs) you know Buddha's a little little frumpy Um, but he's happy he's happier Jesus always looks forlorn at least Buddha smiling okay guys we got to move on to the next clip uh the next clip (laughs) is from tuesday's show i had just uh walked in the studio from howard stern i was late because i was doing howard stern it ran into our show i was joined by lisa lampanelli who was also on howard stern with me we walked into studio and we just got into it here it is (laughs) lisa lampanelli is here everyone i'm nikki glazer i'm you up is in full swing thank you for starting with that we have a packed room in here and I just added, Lisa and I were chilling in the green room. We just did the roast 
of Ronnie the limo driver Mund on Howard Stern. It was so fun. Hell yeah. We were there so long. It was like the best time. Literally, it's the best. Because I always used to get very offended when Howard would have me on. Actually, I wouldn't get offended, yeah. but my fans, the three of them, were really offended when Beetlejuice got more time than me. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, what's he really do? What oh, no. oh, talent is that? Yeah, yeah. But no, it felt so good to be in there for like two hours and go, oh my God, we're being you know really respected here. I felt so good. Oh, dude. they were like That's so great. appreciative that we were there. Howard just kept thanking us. I'm like, thank you. This is a, it was truly like a dream come true. And yeah. Lisa, uh, Lisa had a huge announcement today. Lisa Lampanelli, you know her as the queen of mean, which Tom jokingly <laughs> refers to me as sometimes yeah. because, right? uh, but I, but Lisa is, uh, you announced it. Can you say it again for yeah, my I announced I mean, I'm moving away from stand-up. I'm not going to be doing stand-up or insult comedy anymore. I'm going to be doing instead uh, storytelling shows because I really, ever since my father passed away six years ago and I lost all my weight and kept it off, I was like, I need to really you know, do something of service to other people and really mm. give them. And in these times, I, I know it sounds so like, eh, but in these times, it's like, I don't want mixed messages to come out of my mouth. In other words, I know I always insulted people out of love. Yeah. But right now, the things you say out of love, I say out of love could be misinterpreted mm-hmm. as exclusion. And I don't want that. So it's like, well, I'm passionate about food and body image stuff. I really want women and men to feel better about who they are and to learn to like themselves. I could do something funny about that. So I'm doing these storytelling shows, ones at the Gramercy on November. November 11th. Yes. And I'm just so, and workshops with people to go, you know what? You can delve in and see why you eat and why you don't like yourself. So this might, this is, feels like the passion I have. I mean, if, if you're a fan of the show, you up, you know that I love talking about eating issues and just emotions and just getting into real stuff. But then Lisa Lampanelli, whether or not she's doing stand up comedy, she can't help but be funny. So if you would enjoy a really mm-hmm. heartfelt uh, night of, of comedy and stories, go to the Gramercy November 11th. Oh, thank you. To see Lisa Lampanelli with her, it's, what is it called? It's called is- Lisa Lampanelli's Losing It. It's uh, I have four shows booked this year, a ton more for next year. I'm so grateful because I got a producer, a big Broadway producer who really gets it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know anyone who hasn't been affected by something with food and body image. Dude. I mean, clearly, look at you guys. You're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I must tell you, you're nothing to look at. So you come to my show, you feel that, you, you feel a little better. Like, you're not alone being as ugly as you are. Right. That's how I feel. That, that, I need, I need to hear that. Even when I'm like doing workshops with people, because it's a, a workshop called Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul, and it's really a small groups of people trying to get together and figure out why they eat or why they don't eat or starve themselves or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, man, I just can't make fun of these people. Yeah. And it, you know, once you get in that mode, you don't. But boy, oh boy, who knows? The things you uh, could who knows? say. The things I think. I'll have to send them to you. Yes. If that's what I'll do, if I think of hate comments, I just send them to you or yes. to this guy sitting next to you who looks yeah. like a Jewish guy. <laughs> I'm very comfortable he with now that I Jewish quit the guy and yeah. he isn't. He's not. You're not, a, right? I found out I am. Wait, you are? No, like two percent. Oh, yeah, you did a 23 yeah, and me yeah, yeah. and they, they all they did was send you a mirror, right? That's Ian's joke. I'm sorry. You know I, just I don't it. like these 23s and me. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you why. Why? We should like ourselves enough not to have to figure out if you're related to a prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what everybody Agreed. wants. Oh, I'm royalty. No, you're not. You're just stupid. Stop it. Yeah. Stop spending the money on these destiny, the whatever people they're called. Love, people yeah. love themselves. And we all just... 
it's such a great business model to find out more about you. Yeah. Don't you yeah, want to know so more about you? Aren't you interesting and more interesting than other people? And what percentage interesting are you of this? Yeah. Right? Like it's it's all about you. And, and then they sell it. They sell they, all of that DNA info to like people like Big Pharma who will then sell you the pills to fix the wrong parts Wow, this of you. broad has yes. a message. I don't know who that yeah. mouthy one is. <laughs> I think she and I She's, should get together and do a workshop together because really she's got a lot of one. brains and she could bring in the millennials. I'm oh, I, really can. I love a millennial. Yeah. She, I used to one. hate them and I'll tell you uh-huh. why. Because they're horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, why don't I used to judge huge groups of people like that. It was like, oh, millennials are douchebags and get on your bicycle with your little basket and your loaf of bread, you whore. But <laughs> do you know I recently met a group of millennials that I actually gave a chance to? They ain't that bad. All right. So look that. at people. If you open your mind, you can like other people the more you like yourself. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. The only time I go to judging people is when I'm mad at myself. Yeah. So uh, it, I think this is what we do. It is it is so what we do. And I think that we hate any, wh- whoever's next, what's the next after millennials? And you just hate them because they're young and you are scared of dying and it makes you, so you just go to, you always hate the generation that's behind you because they're younger and you're, at least I, it's all projection. I'm just jealous oh, and I want to be true. No, no generation I, has ever been like, you know who's cool? Yeah. Young people. Yeah, yeah. the guys yeah. were taking over my career. career. Minute where we were like, young people can change the world, yeah. and they're the future. After like the Parkland shooting, we were like, young people, no, and now we're back yeah, to like, they oh, they pods. They kind of asked for it on yeah. that one, yeah. Jewish guy. You know, yeah. young people. <laughs> I think that's what his name is. Right? Ian is now going to be is. Jewish yeah, guy. Hello. That was Lisa Lampanelli with Andrew Collin, Claire Parker, Tom Takar, and Ian Fidance. It was a, a big uh, show yesterday so or uh, on Tuesday. That was uh, yeah. that was so much fun, and then. We today the next clip that we have is actually from the episode that we just taped with Mike Kaplan and Andrew Collin in studio. Um, this one's fresh to me because I just talked about it, but I talked about um, my struggle with bugs and killing <laughs> bugs, and I think we all uh, have to deal with bugs in our lives, um, metaphorically, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and um, and Mike had a, a helped me reach a pretty profound realization. Here it is. You are. I can't out of my lane. you didn't know that it Lil was short for Little. No, because I said Little John one time, and people were going, it's Lil. It's but it Lil. is Lil. It is. No, not Little, though. Right. No, it's not yeah, Little. You can't You can't then go back to Little once you've done Lil, but Lil is short for Little. Yeah, I, did it's like, I went on Urban Dictionary, and it said <laughs> it did say though, it said that it, Lil means young and not necessarily okay. Little. Yeah, little in little age. Little means young too. It's like he's little. Puff, Puff Daddy. You could Daddy and Dad mean the same thing, but his name's not Puff Dad. If you called him Puff yeah. Dad, and if you call right. me a leather dad, I'm gonna be really pissed. Uh, <laughs> a dad. Happy long Halloween, legs. everyone. Happy Halloween. Dad long, father long legs. Um, <laughs> Our daddy uh, who art in heaven. God, is there anything more creepier than a daddy long leg? I uh, hate. Them as I've got kids. a bunch in my and room. You know what's the worst <laughs> thing about them? I don't mind when they're just like ambling around and just being cute and like trying to walk and they're just like they don't know what their bodies are doing. Like they're like they walk like toddlers. But the thing that creeps me out and it always has is that when they just get relaxed and they want to like chill, then they just like and they just spread out on a wall and they just are like ugh. They're just all up on the wall and they just they look like a. I hate when they spread out. I don't want them to be cute. I think they have like they look like a like a balding like their legs look like a balding man's hair. 
Like they're just wispy yes. or whatever. Mm. Yes. What, what yeah, if there was, was ooh, uh, Oh, sorry, please. Mike, <laughs> oh, we I, are just on the same level uh, today. Wait, oh, yeah. what were you going to say? Uh, that I, I, and a Halloween story about a man who everyone's like, hey, nice, like, nice hairpiece. And he's like, oh, thanks. But it turns out that it was a daddy long legs on his head <laughs> the whole time. Well, it reminds me yeah. of Emmy Blotnick's joke she wrote for me where I was talking about shaving my asshole and how there's always more hair back there than you think. And I, and I always had this bit where I go, oh, this is substantial. And I'm holding like the um, razor in front of me. And she goes, you should say, did I sit on a nest of daddy long legs? And that literally is the joke that people remember from my act more than anything. So good. Because it's so, it's so good. But I found that, speaking of spiders, I found that in my life, since becoming vegan and since having dogs, like dogs have changed. Having dogs made me vegan and made me like care about every animal. Like uh, I've talked about it. I see a a cockroach and I'm like, that cockroach is kind of like Marion. I don't want to kill it. Like my dog Marion, like my dog Marion is just as gross as a cockroach. So Mm. like I wouldn't stomp on her, you know, that hard. So (laughs) I've, you know, you want to kick her because she's, she she just is asking for it, but um, but I just I don't want to kill cockroaches anymore. I don't. And then I was seeing spiders in my parents' house uh, when I was back home this uh, past weekend. They just have a lot of spiders going on in bathtubs. It's just that kind of time of year, and I couldn't kill them, and I wasn't scared of them anymore. I was just like, when you are able to see humanity and in insects, it takes away some of the fear of them because even. My most feared insect ever, if I could eradicate one animal from the earth, and I had to, it would be house centipedes, because I think they're disgusting. They have too many legs. Their legs are all going in different ways. They're very fast. Why do they they have so many damn legs? You you seem to- Yeah. But they can't hurt you. You don't- What about like a wasp? No, they can bite. Oh, centipede? It's not even about them biting. It's just about them being- I like an insect that knows where it's going. A house centipede <laughs> seems to not know where it's going. It seems like a like when a NASCAR like goes, you know, when the, uh, there's a crash and it just goes every which way and it's hitting the walls and then you're just like, where's it going to land in the crowd? That's a house centipede's normal behavior. It just doesn't. I, and so it might not want to crawl in my ear canal because it doesn't want to go there, but it might end up there because it's just freaked out and going, and I can't predict it and I can't find it. And I hate them so much. But even those which I used to have panic dis- disorder over those because I was I was living in Queens and I saw one one time in my bed and I Ugh. couldn't stay at my place anymore. I, I moved to my friend's uh, couch in Manhattan because I, I couldn't sleep anymore in my bed because there was one house centipede. And it was obviously not about the house centipede. I was not probably enjoying my life at the time and so it's about <laughs> other things. But I put, projected everything onto that thing. And now when I see one, I've seen a couple in my bathroom in New York and... I'm just like, uh, whatever. Like, I just, I found that if you, do you find that, Mike? Well, you're a vegan. Can you kill insects? Do you kill insects? Do uh, you get upset when people kill insects? I strive to not. Uh, I strive mm-hmm. to, if they're in my home, capture them and bring them outside of my home and let them thrive in the world. I prefer to yeah. not kill. Uh, if other, you know, other people are going to do what they're going to do, and I, I, I don't get, you know, distraught every time a person makes a choice to, uh, that I probably also used to make. I do want to also while I have this opportunity, say that it's interesting to me that you now, I feel 
like you're in a place where you're in a different place with even those house centipedes that so the thing that was uh, distressing you earlier in your life was like I like a, a bug that knows where it's going <laughs> like you like yourself when you know where you're going like you saw yes. yourself and then like now you know where you oh are more you know who you are you know what you're doing you're like so it doesn't it doesn't bother you as much like oh that that thing will figure it out I figured it out you're the same as that bug yes yeah that's wow. such a good point and I did kill one with a shoe last week because I will kill those. I hate them because you but... want to kill yourself with a shoe yeah. <laughs> exactly oh my god Tom you're not wrong that was uh, that was Mike Kaplan which hey, you just heard him me. and here he is again that's me what's up that uh, hey uh, boy <laughs> boy that was a good yes. clip wasn't it ran out of profound stuff yeah you really did but that was a great episode I, I, I loved the episode we just did you guys should listen to it on demand you can hear the full thing on the SiriusXM app. You can always subscribe to SiriusXM by going to SiriusXM.com slash laugh. Um, that's the way to do it, to let Sirius know that you subscribe because of us. So do it that way. Do it that way. Do it. Our next clip is from Thursday's show. You're listening to this on Friday if you downloaded it and listened to it on the day of, but this is from yesterday's show, Thursday. With Anya Marina and Andrew Collin. Uh, we had a lot of Andrew in the yeah, studio. Yeah, I'm sorry, this week. but I keep hearing my name. I apologize. It was a full week. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was great. I always love having you in the studio. In this um, clip, we talked about. Um, a funny thing I said one time, and uh, and the story behind it. Apparently, all week I didn't say anything that great. <laughs> no, you're in you're in all of these uh, you can in hear, the background, you can making hear me little break. noises. Yeah, you can, can do great laughing. Mm. Can you throw in a couple? Mm, please? Uh, Just you. know that Andrew was present, and uh, yeah, that that his ums were sprinkled throughout. Can you give us one right now, Andrew? Mm. He's showing yeah. up. <laughs> That's from the soul, baby. From the uh, soul. From here my... we go. <laughs> Can I please tell that yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side note. <laughs> yeah, this just reminded us of an inside joke that I just dropped. <laughs> this when, when Nikki moved to back to New York recently, I was having a rough winter. I had had a breakup. I was going through this phase where all I wanted was to have a baby, but I was single, and the guy that I had talked about having a baby with turned out to be a deadbeat, and we didn't do it. And I'm like crying with her at a Le Pan quotidian, like over tea and toast. And I'm just like, and I want to have a baby and I'll never do it. And I'm never going to find someone and everyone's worthless. And she like grabs my hand from across the table and she has tears in her eyes. And she's like such a sweet friend. She's holding both my hands and she goes, babe, you can have a baby tonight <laughs> and I just start laughing I'm like crying laughing and I go you literally can't like, and I'm like you could you could have a baby tonight like you could my point was you could adopt like tomorrow oh, oh, oh I thought you meant that seems so yeah yeah like a very sped up yeah, like, like you could find a I way to get can. a baby if you really want one you could have one tonight <laughs> but you could you can't make one tonight or you could start yeah, you, one. you could start one that was our podcast this week. Thank you so much to Mike Kaplan and Andrew Collin for sitting in for the podcast. Thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> if you're listening to this on Friday, you can come see me and Tom Takar tonight in Washington, D.C. We are at the D.C. Improv tonight and tomorrow. Yes. Two shows both nights. Come tonight, though, guys, because I think tomorrow is sold out Saturday. So if you're listening to this on a Friday and you're in D.C., come see us. Um, you can also check all my tour dates at NikkiGlazer.com, MikeKaplan.com for his tour dates. Tom Takar, you can, can follow say, him on Instagram. Yeah. Yes? Also, I'm doing two shows for New York Comedy Festival, and I would love to see you guys uh, November 5th and November 6th. November 6th, we're doing a live Stand By Your Band at Union Hall, and I would love to see people from here uh, there. That's going to be so fun at Union Hall. That's so exciting. Um, that night, I'm going to be the, doing the goddamn comedy jam and singing Taylor Swift, and I Ooh. think it's probably a later show, so you can come to both Go of to our both. shows. Goddamn comedy jam. Um, Andrew, anything you'd like to say or promote? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be in New York Comedy Festival in two years, I believe. Ha. Uh, that's a great goal. goal. See, we're setting goals. <laughs> if you listen to Thursday's episode, well, you know we talked about goals. Does anyone have a secret to share at the end of today's episode? Because that's what we usually close on uh, for all I, of our podcasts. I kind of have one. Last night I did yeah. a benefit show, and I it was like a fancy event or whatever, and they had catering, and I did a move where I had my hoodie or whatever, <laughs> and I kept going up to the food and taking a sandwich and jamming it in there, and they were like loose sandwiches. They weren't like yeah. wrapped oh or whatever. <laughs> You so, bread yeah, in your I shirt. just rode the train with like six sandwiches in my hoodie thing, and then I ate a you know a dirty yeah, subway yeah. sandwich. Then you ate your hoodie. Yeah. Can I can I share I one too? I love that. Yeah. Yes, Mike. What's your secret? It's not. I, it's just inspired by what you were sharing. That like I used. I st- you know we stay in hotels a lot. I stay in hotels a lot. Yeah. And it's only very recently. Like I, I just turned forty, and it's only very recently that I'm like, oh, I guess it's nice to like throw things in the garbage in the hotel, like to not make things. Yeah. I'm like, because you're like, I'm you know you're paying for the hotel. Or somebody's paying for the hotel. And you're oh, like, I always oh, make such a mess. And like, I mean, somebody obviously, somebody has to clean. Somebody's. It. Yeah. Cl- I'm not leaving. Like, I've heard other stories about horrible things, like people leaving like half sandwiches. You know, I'm not leaving like, like <laughs> you know, mess, like you know, yeah. goo or anything. But I'm just like, I would open, you know, like a cup that comes in plastic, sure. and I'll be like, I could put the plastic in the garbage to my right, or I could like leave it right where it was. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop doing that. So I'm like, I'm glad I'm doing uh, nicer things now. But I'm like, oh, that was a lot of years of adulthood I that I, I didn't do that. that. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I have a secret. I think that, yeah, Andrew? Uh, November 15th is our two-year anniversary show for Happy Never After. And it's, uh, you can go to- uh, <laughs> should have kept that a, a secret. secret. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell anybody, but please show up. That'd be great. November Where 15th it? at 8.30. It's at Sound Lounge. <laughs> you got to go up 12 flights of stairs. Is wow. that true? true? No, you got to go up 12 flights. It's where we used to record well, the no, podcast. Is that, There's do an you elevator. have to walk up it? No, you don't have to walk oh, up. Okay. No, I'm just fucking around. You just got to take the elevator 12 flights. And uh, it's at 149 Fifth Avenue at 830, November 15th. Please come. Nice. And don't tell anyone. <coughs> yeah, it's a secret. Don't tell anyone. I um I don't feel like I have to share a secret because that's my secret. It's like I was going to share something, but I don't think I have to now because <laughs> it's a then. And I really couldn't come up with anything because I'm a goddamn open book. I need to keep something to myself every now and again. Uh, my secret is I'm going, oh, I can tell this. I'm going to be, I'm taping a Netflix show today Ooh. where I am um, playing Kurt Cobain. So I get to dress up yes. like Kurt Cobain. I haven't told anyone that, uh, but look for that on Netflix in the new year. It is going to be on historical roasts. I'm dressing up like Kurt Cobain wow. today. It's gonna And it's Halloween today. So it's exciting that I get to dress up as someone for a TV show on the day where you're supposed to dress up as someone anyway. So I might just not change out of my costume. 
costume and, and go out throughout the night. I, I mean, got to learn how to talk about If you were going to commit now. suicide, today would be hilarious. Oh, my God. That would be you so perfect. You need to find Courtney Love. Yeah. to commit it for me. She'll find you. Yeah. Great show today, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, please subscribe. SiriusXM.com. Comedy Central Podcast. I love you. Squirt, squirt. Bye.